Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast, presented by Magic Mind. I'll tell you a little bit more about them later. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And we are here to preview week eight. Game it's eight? seven. I have completely Panthers. mislabeled everything then. <laughs> the bye week okay. does that to me. The bye week does that. Uh, technically week eight for the Panthers. Game seven. Uh, Houston Texans coming to Carolina. One o'clock game on Sunday. So uh, I don't know. Anybody going? Then enjoy. Hopefully you come out with a victory. I think you will. Yeah. It, it, hey, hopefully nice weather. It's not going to be too hot. Not too cold. Sunday should be really nice. Yeah, yeah so enjoy really it. Nice. I mean, this was a game I think Texans fans and Panthers fans circled on their, mm-hmm. you know, schedule thinking, hey, we got this one. We can do this. And now yeah. it's looking like the Texans, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they're they're looking good. Three and three. Yeah, two teams with, uh, you felt like we're in very similar situations coming into the season with rookie quarterbacks, new coaches, you know, uh, underperformed last year, but you thought, you know, maybe had some talent to do something this year. The Texans have played well. Played well. You know, they have uh, really shown, they've played hard for their coach. They're well coached. Um, you know, their quarterback's playing well. It's, uh, a, a, if you're a Texans fan, you've got a lot of reason for optimism. Panthers 0-6, um, you know, haven't looked very well coached. Quarterback play has been up and down. Uh, you know, not all his fault, but it is yeah. what it is. Uh, you know, coaches on the hot seat. A first-year yeah. head coach, I would say probably the hottest seat that you could have as a first-year coach at six Yeah, games. well, that's what happens when you don't win a game. <laughs> when you, know. you don't win a game, your offense looks abysmal and you're an offensive guru. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, two teams that, you know, again, we thought um, coming into the season were kind of in similar situations. Obviously, the Texans have looked better so far. But, you know, Panthers, you know, it seems like things are moving in the right direction, even though we still don't have a win. We've seen improvements, Mm -hmm. at least on the offensive side of the ball each week. The defense kind of seems like they're regressing a little bit over the last few weeks, but have played some tough opponents Tough opponents so, and yeah. a lot of injuries. I mean, yeah. I, I, I hate to say it. I'm not making excuses. I think they could be playing better, but there's a lot of injuries. J.C. Yeah. Horn, Dante Jackson. I mean, everybody on that secondary has been pretty much banged up. Xavier Woods. Yeah, um, Jeremy Chin. Oh, Jeremy Chin. Jeremy Chin. Let's just lean straight into that. <laughs> Jeremy Chin was placed on IR. Ouch. I mean, he hasn't been playing that much in this game, even though we were excited for Evero to unleash him. Yeah, we thought this was going to be his year. We really thought that he was going to kind of break out this year or at least be more like what we saw his rookie year, right? We thought if anyone could unlock him, it was going to be Evero, and just hasn't happened. I think he played it's, like 19 snaps or something last week. Every coach wants to stick him in that nickel corner. It's like, why? Yeah. He's not a he's not a corner. He's not really a safety. He's an outs- undersized outside linebacker. Yeah. 
Well, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe the undersized thing scares people, but we saw what he could do in his rookie season. He was an impact player. He was a over. game changer. He, he yeah. was very, very uh, impactful. So, I, I don't know. Uh, it seemed like Jeremy Chin was going to be um, one of the more likely players to be traded by the Panthers, you know, before the trade deadline. And that could still be the case. He, you know, he's only guaranteed to miss four games. That's still plenty of time at the end of the is season it? for for a contender. Sure. We're only in week uh, eight. When is the tread? I mean, I don't think next can week's trade next. Yeah, I you can trade. You could trade an IR player. Yes, of course. Doesn't he have to pass a physical? I don't. I don't know. I mean, they're not signing him. He's already signed. Players on IR get traded all the time, though. I'm, pretty I'm sure. reading real quick. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I know. Pretty, Exciting I'm, podcasting. Yeah. Well, from I'm what reading. I was, from what I was reading earlier, he could still be traded. So okay. It's it's okay. likely that you know if if they're going to trade him before, they may still trade him. And I don't know that honestly, this diminishes his value much at all. I think his value was already pretty diminished. Yeah. Just by the fact that he wasn't playing. So, uh, but it is a bummer. You know, he uh, he's a guy that can make splash plays. He's a guy that can you know make those big third down stops when you need them. So not having him on the field is going to be rough, but somebody else is coming back that, you know, is going to improve the team. Yeah. I would say almost more important at this point of the season, the way Jeremy Chin has been used. Austin Corbett coming off the pup list, most likely to play this week. I believe everything I'm reading and everything I've read and heard He's going to be out there. I'll be interested to see how that offensive line looks with Corbett back and everybody else. Yeah, I think they were targeting the bye. I think they they wanted him to come back prior to the bye week, obviously. But once uh, it seemed like that wasn't going to be the case, everyone was kind of targeting this week for him to return. And it, honestly, even if he's like 80% of what we saw last year, that's better than what we've seen so far at that position. Uh, so... Welcome back. Uh, it's sorely needed help sorely. help on that offensive line. Yeah. 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 Um, our last piece of news, I kind of just bumped into this, actually, as weird as this sounds. The Charlotte Business Journal by Eric Spanberg reported that the North Carolina General Assembly has approved a long-sought extension of a tourism tax that will free up financing for a potential renovation or replacement of the panther stadium so just i literally bumped into that thought it was good news or bad news depending on how you really feel about government but for the panthers to get a new stadium not planning to go away it sounds like the north carolina general assembly is going ahead and making those plans now which is smart yeah i mean it's like a one percent tax i think um and they extended it out to 2060, from what I understand. So, uh, going to be around for a while. But that, you know, if, uh, you know, obviously owners in the NFL hit up the cities for money for any kind of stadium yeah. improvements or new stadiums or something like that. So now, you know, this is going to be 30 plus years of uh, a 1% tourism tax that should help pay for any of those improvements. And they bought, they're also adding, you know, the Charlotte is adding this big tennis 
um, complex complex <laughs> that's gonna supposedly gonna host you know big tournaments and things like that, and that's expensive. So that's also helping pay for that. <clears throat> so they were, you know, from what I was reading a few weeks ago was where is the rest of this money going to come from with this tax expiring? Well, this is going to help out. So yeah, hopefully the Panthers will be around for, you know, long enough to see, you know, either a new stadium or renovations to the existing stadium. I don't know. What do you want? Do you want a new stadium? Do you want them just to improve the one we've got? It's got good bones, but it is old. You know, it's a 30 plus year old stadium now. Or almost 30 year old stadium. stadium. I like our stadium. I mean, I've gone to multiple other stadiums. Mm -hmm. It it feels solid. It feels good. I think a renovation is all it needs. Um, It also depends on what David Tepper is wanting. Because if David Tepper is trying to lure a Super Bowl here, trying to lure Taylor Swift here. I mean, I don't know what he's thinking. He may have these big grandiose ideas and he may want to get the billion dollar stadium to bring that stuff in here. Cause yeah, I mean the it's, it's weird because you've got, you know, old stadiums that are, that have a lot of character, right? Mm-hmm. For old teams. And then you've got these brand new stadiums that we see in LA and, you know, even Dallas. It's a little bit older now, but it's state of the art. It's a really nice stadium. Atlanta, um, you know, New Orleans. Well, New um, Orleans is an older, but it has that character Lambo, right. Soldier Field. Uh, you've got um, Jacksonville building a really nice stadium, mm-hmm. right? So, I, I was at the old Jacksonville Stadium. You were too. Yeah. You were with me. That mm-hmm. that stadium needed to be replaced. That was yeah. a stadium that. Yeah. I walked through it and I was like, "Oh, this feels old and decrepit." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it, it's. Uh, I think the Panthers need a new stadium. I think if you if David Tepper wants to. Wants the Panthers to be seen as a world class organization, and he's said that many times. Then they need a world-class facility. You know, they were building a world-class practice facility in Rock Hill and scrapped that, right? Uh, so I think they need they need something. Um, and I don't think they can retrofit Bank of America Stadium to become that, right? Would you like a I, dome or do you like the open air? I like the I like the ones that can do both. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm greedy like that. If, if we're going to go, you know, new, that's what I think. You do grass field with the retractable dome or the retractable gr- field. So yeah. you can do natural grass. You can also cover it for, you know, big concerts, Final Fours, anything else like that. Because I think a Final Four could easily come to Charlotte if you oh, build yeah. that type of stadium. Because 100%. that's where they're going now, too. And that, big dollars. I jokingly yeah. said Taylor Swift because that would perk up your ears. But, I mean, seriously, that would bring in money. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that she's not in, coming to Charlotte. We, no, we don't is. have a facility big enough to, no. to house her concerts. And uh, I think the easier way to get her here would just be to trade for Travis Kelsey. That would solve several problems, right? <laughs> 
but <laughs> but I don't think that's going to happen either. So, um, well, good news either way, right? Like, even if if all they do is enhance the current stadium, it's welcome because it needs it. It's an it's just a stadium that's showing some age. If you don't mind, I want to ask the listeners to either email us at mailbag at meowmakespodcast.com or on YouTube comments or at Twitter at Podcast. Let us know what your thoughts are. What what needs to be improved on the stadium? Because honestly, I like our stadium. Uh, there, I do think it needs some cleaning up and some mm-hmm. a facelift a little bit. But for the most part, I feel solid about it. But what are you looking for in a new stadium or for an upgrade? Sorry, I'm, I'm curious to hear yeah. the reaction. Yeah, That was kind of off the cuff of thought, but... Good job. Nice listener engagement there, Jerry. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let us know that. Uh, all right, so we're, uh, we don't have any PFF grades to go over last week because there was no game last week. So we're going to jump right into the preview here. Uh, we'll start off with the betting odds. <clears throat> the Texans are a three and a half point favorite on the road against the Panthers. Has that ever happened before? I mean, this is only the seventh time the teams have played each other. I can't think of a time when the Texans coming here would have been favored. Yeah, I can't either. I mean, I there's a couple seasons with Matt Shaw that they were pretty good, but. Yeah, but they, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, new experience, I guess. Over-under is 43.5, so Vegas expecting this to be a lower-scoring game. Um, I like it, man. I mean, I I think the Panthers are going to come out looking really motivated this week. I hope so. I hope the fire, or not firing, the handover, <laughs> the play callings of Frank Reich really yeah. kind of, energizes this offense like i feel like the play calling was getting there late i felt like frank reich was too busy to pay attention to players not going on and off the field Mm -hmm. i'm hoping thomas brown can bring some of that together to really help i i i'm going off on a you know panthers to victory here but i mean yeah i feel like this is an energized bunch right now as much as you can be at 0-6 but yeah, well, they're not all energized, and we're going to go over the, the injury report here real quick before we get into our keys to the game and things like that. Uh, so here is on Thursday, the most updated injury report that we have. Von Bell did not practice. LaVisca Chenault did not practice. Taylor Moten, limited practice yesterday. Today did not practice. Now, they've got him listed as knee slash rest, so I'm hoping it's more rest and less knee. We'll Probably see. like a sore knee, and they're like, hey, you know, you're about to go yeah. against Will Anderson. Rest it. Yeah. Uh, Austin Corbett listed as limited participant. Frankie Louvu, limited participant. Uh, Xavier Woods, limited participant. That's nice. Hopefully we get him back. Uh, and then Brian Burns, no injury designation yesterday, and then today limited practice with an elbow. Hoping that's also more just a precautionary risk type thing. I, I My we'll guess is yes. I mean, yeah. I think it's also one of those things where you're like, eh, do we really need him to be burnt out because he is our star pass rusher, probably giving him some rest. Yeah. Sore elbow from working out or got tweaked the other day or something right, like that. Right, right. Who knows? Banged it on, hit his phony bone in the locker room. Yeah. 
I mean, I went to a bounce house, like the world's largest bounce house, as they claim, mm-hmm. was bouncing around with my daughter, and I, mm-hmm. I jumped and I landed funny. It hurt for like two days, mm-hmm. so maybe it was something like that where it was kind of like hyperextended and sore. Well, Brian Burns in slightly better physical condition than you what? are, so what? <laughs> All right, the rest of these players are listed as full practice. Stephen Sullivan, uh, Miles Sanders, Calvin Throckmorton, and Chandler Zavala. Now, Miles Sanders, going to be back this week. What do you think the split is between him and Chuba? What do I think it'll be? Yeah, yeah. what do you think? Not what should it be. What do you think it's going to be? Because we both think that... Chuba should be like probably 80-20 at this point, right? I will say Sanders gets to start, but the reps are going to be nearly 50-50. Okay. All right. We'll see. We'll see. I, I think right. that they're, they're going to not let him lose his job to an injury, mm. but they're going to let Chuba get a lot of reps this week. Well, I think Chuba's earned go it. With the, I, I do too. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. And I could see Chuba starting... And the rationale being, well, Miles coming off of an injury. We're going to go ahead and give Chuba the start. He's played well. Um, we're not going to rush Miles back. Maybe that's how they they you know couch it. Phrase it, yeah. Right. That's what I'm hoping, at least. All right, for the Texans, Robert Woods did not practice. The rest of these players are limited practice. Sheldon Rankins, Xavier Hutchinson, Brevin Jordan. Excuse me, Xavier Hutchinson was full practice. Brevin Jordan, Hassan Ridgeway, Laramie Tunsil. Uh, Tylus Howard, Titus Howard, uh, and the rest of these guys are full practice. Uh, Xavier Hutchinson has mentioned Blake Cashman, Tank Dell, Josh Jones, Denzel Perryman, and Tavari Thomas. Tank Dell kind of jumps out at me. He's been a guy that's a rookie wide receiver for them who has flashed, right? He's had a couple of big games. Um, gonna be interesting to see. How the Panthers take on both him and the other starting Nico wide Collins. receiver there, Nico Collins, uh, who also is a rookie, right? They no, he's rookies? a third-year player. Okay, okay, young guys though, and uh, I think it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be fun matchups. Uh, I do too. Uh, th- you said Tank Dell, also Robert Woods and Laramie Tunsil. I think jumped out to me too because yeah, Woods they, they he... haven't been able to run the ball well, but they've been yeah. able to keep. Stroud clean and let him find those receivers. I mean, they also have Dalton Schultz, so it's going to be a big, big deal. Yeah. I don't know that Robert Woods has been playing much this year for them. Uh, um, he has 22 receptions on 43 targets, 227. Okay. He has right. more targets than Tank Dell, actually. Yeah. I was gonna say, well, Tank Dell also was out um, last week and got hurt the week before, so. Um, play a little, uh, less games, I guess, but yeah, well, that's interesting. I didn't, I, I didn't think that he was that involved, but he definitely is. So I guess missing him would be something. All right. Well, before we get into our keys to a Panthers victory, we're going to take a quick break here and we'll be right back. We have a brand new sponsor to Meow Mix podcast. We want to greatly thank them for sponsoring us. Uh, they actually sent us a sample Magic Mind, it's a shot that really helps you out. Now, they went ahead and sent us a shot a couple weeks ago, or no, a week ago, and we I've been taking it, and it's been very dramatic. Um, for me, I, I work full-time, 
you know, 40, 50 hours a week, you know. I come home, I have a three-year-old, I've been coaching soccer on the weekends, and then doing this podcast and research. I have a time during lunchtime, I always get a lull, like, where I want to take a nap, or, you know, just like, ugh, I have to chug caffeine and stuff like that. Well, with this, they say to go ahead and take it, and with your normal morning coffee, or, you know, I don't drink coffee, but I use energy lemonades, as weird as that sounds. And I've done, been doing that. And right away, I noticed the difference. I was not getting that lull in the middle of the day. I felt energized. I didn't. I also didn't feel jittery. Not like mm. the other, like, energy drinks. It's not that. It's something that keeps you going consistently without a drop. And then at night, I wasn't jittery. I slept well. I, I, I've been very pleased with using Magic Mind. In fact, I had to fight my wife off from stealing my last one on Saturday because she was going to work and she wanted to use it. And I said, no, I want to use it. So <laughs> I will say, try it out. It, it's, it works. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's all natural. So it's got your matcha, which is, you know, one of the, the big buzzwords these days for healthy energy type drinks. Uh, it's got Bacopa Monieri, right? Something that helps your attention span, helps your memory, things like that. Uh, Rosea, Maine mushrooms, guys. Lion's Maine mushrooms. Now, that just sounds impressive. The right? fluffiest mushrooms out there. <laughs> the fluffiest <laughs> mushrooms out there. It's all natural. It's good, good for you. Uh, as Jerry said, they don't add a bunch of crap in there that's going to make you feel bad after you feel good. You're just going to keep feeling good, right? Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's exactly what it felt like. Right away when I drank <clears throat> it, I didn't feel a difference. But I could tell a difference when I normally roller coaster down off my caffeine. And yeah. I didn't hit that. And I really enjoyed the day better. Not yeah. at work kind of going, uh... <laughs> And look, you've got you've got a family, you've got a, a young child, you know, whether you you're in that situation or you're going to college and working a full time job or you're just working a full time job and trying to get through the day. Like This stuff is really good and it really helps you out. Uh, and if you want to try it and you want to save a little money and help out the podcast, uh, we've got a promo code for you. OK, you can save 20 percent. Actually, you can save 56 percent off your subscription if you do it within the next 10 days with the code MEOW20 at HTTPS colon slash slash www.magicmind.com slash MEOW. Promo code MEOW20 gets you 56% off of your, uh, your subscription over the next 10 days and 20% off pretty much any time. If you don't want to do a subscription, you just want to buy a pack of the, the um, product, 20% off. Anytime, meow twenty, that code. Uh, check it out, guys. Yeah, I like will it. put the uh, link in the YouTube comments, and I'm assuming you'll put it in the. It'll be on the podcast as well. And we are back, and we are looking ahead towards the Houston Texan game. Keys to a Panthers victory, starting off 
This seems repetitive, but we need to get the passing game going here, guys. I mean, Bryce Young has looked all right, has gotten slowly better, but with a new coach playing calling plays, the Texans are not good at against the pass. They're ranked 26, giving up an average of 245 yards per game. Let's let Bryce Young cook. I mean... Let's protect him. Let him get the ball out quickly. Let's do it. Let's move yeah. that ball. Let's try to focus in on moving the ball efficiently and well. Yeah, I mean, use the running game to set up the pass. Use the pass to set up the run. Like, let's do things that successful NFL <laughs> teams do, right? I mean, I want to see some play action passes i want to see you know get bryce out in space a little bit let him create right let's not try to put him in a box i want to see what he does best you know what this is the whole reason we passed him was or drafted him was because of how he could make something out of nothing right how creative he is how just good he is at making plays let's let him make some plays and with thomas brown now the new play caller i don't know how different the play calling is going to be, but I hope that maybe, you know, through the first six weeks of the season, going through this bye week here, maybe they give Bryce a little more freedom to, you know, do some things that are not strictly in the playbook, right? Maybe let not him, let him run add. straight up the middle on first yeah. down and start well, at second and nine. Yeah, and that, you know, that goes back to play calling. That goes back to who's in the backfield. Like, I mean... I, I'm hoping, and this really should be just be one of the keys, is do what you have not been doing so far, <laughs> and don't do what you have been doing. <laughs> like, you know, we're zero and six. Let's try some new stuff. A little razzle I, I wanna dazzle. Yeah, I want to see just something different, even if it just fails horribly. I want to see them try to do something different. Give the give this defense of the Texans looks that they haven't seen from us when they watch our tape. Right. Mm -hmm. Because this Houston defense is good. Like they're eighth in the league in points allowed. They are a good defense and they've got a really good coach who is a defensive coach. They've got good defensive players. I mean, their corners, uh, one of their corners is like a top 10 corner in the league. Their safeties are good. They've got an, uh, couple of good pass rushers i mean they're, they're just a good team and they've been playing well so yeah. you're gonna have you're not gonna win based on talent versus talent i don't think so you're gonna have uh, to right now i some... would say the talent leans towards houston that's what i'm saying you're not gonna win if it's <laughs> if you're just trying to play talent versus talent you're gonna have to out coach and you have to do something a little different we've got a real veteran coaching staff here with a lot of years of experience you know let's let's use some of that let's do something here but I do like, uh, I would like to see Bryce, you know, I'd like to see him throw for 300 yards. I'd like to see him really get out there in this battle of one versus two, right, in the draft, mm -hmm. where two has, you know, at least if you're looking at statistics and wins, vastly outplayed pick number one so far. I, you know, I don't even think there's much of an argument that right. he has, like, hasn't done it. I mean, he right, has, I'm saying, Stroud like, has vastly outplayed him. C.J. Stroud has played excellently. I mean, he's uh, like a top 10 quarterback in the league 
just if you're looking at the way he's played so far. So got to, uh, I'd like to see Bryce rise to the, to the occasion and really show why he was the number one pick. And part of that is going to be giving him, you know, pulling the reins off, letting him do what he does best. So I would agree with you. Yeah. Uh, you know, and when you look at Stroud, this is a guy that in, when he is not pressured, when he is kept clean in the pocket, that's where he does the damage, right? That's when he oh. looks his best. Uh, it's night and day. I mean, if you're just looking at PFF grades alone, like, you know, the stats back it up, but you're just looking at PFF grades alone when he's kept clean and that's the majority of the time for him, he's got almost a 90 PFF grade. Which, that is elite of elite. Yeah, 65 is, completion percentage. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, his nine touchdowns, one interception, they've all come when he's kept clean. But if you're looking at under pressure, 45.2 completion mm-hmm. percentage. Yards right? per attempt drops to four. Four yards yeah. per carry, or attempt. Like, that's where, yeah. that's where you could try to get him to... Make mistakes. Right. Or at least not be productive. And yep. his PFF grade drops to 37. So it goes from 90 to 37. <laughs> That's a massive drop. So, you know, got to keep him under pressure. You know, you don't have to blitz all the time, but your guys have to get there. Right? Mm-hmm. Your Brian Burns is going to have to step up and be a force for the entire game. Yitor is not going to be there. So Justin Houston is going to have to step up and play yeah. like we haven't seen him play yet so I don't far. think we ever mentioned Yitor got on IR. I think we talked about it in our bye week episode. But yeah, oh, yeah. Yitor is not, not going to be available. Actually, no, you're right. We didn't. Um, so yeah, Yitor is not going to be <laughs> around for the next month. Um, so yeah. Justin Houston has to step up. I'm sorry. Yeah. That signing was supposed to be somewhat big for us, but mm-hmm. I have barely seen him. I want to see Frankie Louvu rushing the quarterback. Like yeah. I want to see get these guys get the get the Stroud uncomfortable. He's he's still a rookie. As good as he's looked, he's still a rookie, and you can still do things that he hasn't seen before and make him uncomfortable and make him make mistakes. 100%. And that's how you're gonna win this game. Well, man, I should have ended on that. That that was a good solo end there. Sorry. I mean, well, how how else are we gonna win the game, Jerry? <laughs> uh, score more points than them. I'm John Madden. The point of the game is to uh, score more points than the other opposing team. I mean, ninety nine percent of the time you win in that scenario. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, get to um, force Stroud to cause cough the ball up. You know, he's only had one interception. Maybe we could make it two. Try to get a fumble in there. I, and on the reverse side, don't turn the ball over. Yeah. I mean, turnovers can win this game for you if you play smart football. Yeah, agreed. I mean, you know, win the turnover battle is always going to be important. But to this Panthers team, you know, we haven't done a lot. Mm-hmm. But we have turned the ball over a lot. <laughs> And it has cost us at least two games, the fact that we've turned the ball over in just terrible positions on the field, given up easy points. You know, we, we've got to take care of the ball and, you know, put our offense in, in those easy scoring positions, right? This, you know, 
there's a theme to these keys to the game, right? Like they're they're very similar every week for a reason. Number one, the Panthers aren't doing them. Yeah. So they're losing, right? So if we start to see them do these things, yeah, maybe we'll come up with some new keys to the game. But until then, you know, Tool. these are just these are just good things for the Panthers to do. Uh, you know, run the ball well. Run the ball, you know, four or five yards per run is going to move the ball down the field. It's going to set up your pass, make the Texans scared of the run. So they have to play the run. Then That's going to open can, up your receivers a little more. Maybe but. you could hit a guy deep. I mean, yeah. I know we don't have the fastest wide receivers, but eventually like Terrace Marshall Jr., Jonathan Mingo, or even Adam Thielen can get open down deep. I mean, yeah. And throw the ball to him. Like you mentioned yeah. earlier, like chuck the ball down there, give him a, a chance to win a one on one. Yeah, if it's one on one, you throw the ball up high to Jonathan Mingo and Terrace Marshall. Let them play for it. Let them go for it. <sighs> Even Shark. I mean, Shark is fast. He can outrun somebody. Like let him outrun somebody. Run a play for him that that frees him up and and just throw it down there. We saw it in preseason we saw it in training camp right we saw bryce go to chark down the field often and chark made good catches good plays mm-hmm. you he has the ability to do it we've seen him do it in other places it's in it's pre- ever since the season started and he got that injury he just hasn't looked like he did in the training camp videos that's the story of his career unfortunately yeah. <clears throat> but you know he's had the bye week to rest so hopefully We'll see a different DJ. All right. Those are the keys of the game. Let's get to the beer bet of the week. Beer bet of the week. All right. Well, Jerry and I kind of already previewed it here. Uh, who do we think starts this game at running back? I have already said that I think Chuba starts with a little hand wavy. Ah, we're going to keep Miles, uh, you know, we're going to keep him safe this week. We're going to, you know, let uh, let Chuba start. But Jerry, who do you think uh, Miles is going to start? I think he's going to get the start. I think the reps will be very close to each other, and I think that the coaching staff will go with the hot hand, which will most likely be Juba. And that's the way I think it'll go. <laughs> I mean, you know, a veteran head coach, mm-hmm. his guys, he, Miles Sanders, they paid him a lot of money. Like he, he seems like he's been a lot more conservative than I was expecting out of him. And not in a fun conservative <clears throat> Yeah, well... You know, like I said a few weeks ago, he makes John Fox look like a young, innovative head coach. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get to some predictions here. Bold predictions. As always, Jerry, I'm going to let you go first. Well, I'm, I'm kind of nervous about this one, but I'm going to say Bryce Young throws for 350 yards this game. Whew. Well, uh, go ahead and... Tell Thomas De- uh, Brown bye because he will not be here next year. <laughs> Bryce Young has games like that with him calling plays. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go opposite the other quarterback. I'm going to say C.J. Stroud throws three interceptions in this game. No touchdowns. Which That's is going to lead into my game prediction. I think the Panthers win this game. They win it going away. I think the Panthers play a game that we have not seen from them this year so far. 35-7 Carolina. Wow, I would love that. 
I, I'm I'm weird. Yeah. I want us. I want that so bad. But I am yeah. I'm picking Houston twenty three seventeen. All right. Well, you're probably gonna be right, but <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm. Uh, I I don't know. I feel oddly optimistic, optimistic about this game. Uh, even though they they don't allow a lot of points, Houston does allow a lot of yards, especially through the air. So there is a chance there. I just think, I mean, Frank Reich is, has a really good record coming out of a bye week. Uh, I think he's like 4-1 and one or something. Um, I just feel like this is the week that they put it together. And I think it could be the start of something. Cause guys, I hope so. We're, you know, we're 0-6, but the South is not good. The records are not good. You know, nobody's out of this race yet. And if the Panthers can start playing well... Who knows, right? I mean, we had I, the we had the big comeback last year, towards the end of the year, where they started playing really well and they got back into it. This is a bigger hole, but it's not that much bigger if you look at how many games back we are. No, you're a hundred percent correct. It just the team needs to start believing. The team needs yeah. to be coached like they're they are believed in, and I don't know if they have done that yet. Hopefully, they do this week. If they can start winning, then that'll help, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. That'll help with the belief. But All right, any final thoughts on this game, Jerry? I'm kind of looking forward to this game. Um, yeah. it'll, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I, I, I knew we were going to go offensive coach, but we both said to me go Ryan if we were going to go defensive, and since yeah. Wilkes wasn't going to get it. Yeah, Wilkes been, was uh, our... Our number one guy, D'Amico, was our n- number two defensive guy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if that makes any sense to people, I think out it makes there. sense. People, yeah, people heard us. Um, yeah, D'Amico, you know, he looks good, and he's got those guys playing hard. So, yeah, we'll see. But hey, rookie—he's a rookie head coach, and he's coming off his first bye week. So who knows? Maybe we catch him off guard a little bit. All right, let's look at the other NFC South games here real quick. We've got one going on right now. The uh, Buffalo Bills are hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It is 17-10 Bills right now, so go Bills. Uh, We've got the Saints and the Colts playing, and the Falcons and the Titans playing. So, unfortunately, the Titan or the Falcons uh, sitting at four and three, playing a two and five or two and four uh, Titans team who will probably be starting Will Levis. They, I think they've already announced it. Yeah. They'll start Will Levis and have uh, Willis play some, too. Yeah, so mm-hmm. probably a good uh, matchup there for the Falcons. Yeah. And then the Saints are going up against Gardner Minshew and the Colts, and Gardner Minshew is like 1-11 in his career as a head start, uh, head, uh, starting, starting quarterback. So, you know, Panthers need to win. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Panthers need to win. If you got any hope at all of anything uh, going further than the regular season. Uh, All right. Well, we'll be back uh, Sunday afternoon after the game. And until then, everybody stay safe out there and keep pounding.